welcome again thank you for joining us god bless you god bless i i i, I want to speak to you about how you can experience god's blessings and god doesn't hide from us he doesn't make it difficult he doesn't give us a thousand steps to run into <laughs> Uh, and he wants to bless us. So I, I want to bring a message in this week two of our consecration. Secrets of God's blessings upon your life. They're not secret because the Holy Spirit has revealed that in his word to us. Uh, a, 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 a man wrote this email to his pastor. He says, Pastor, I have been a Christian now for several years. And although I know that I'm growing spiritually, I have a deep hunger for God's, God's blessing upon my life i hope you have that hunger he says i don't want to be satisfied with casual christianity that i see in many people around me i want all that god wants for me and i want his blessing upon my life my family and my generation and I, it seems like he adds that some people have tapped into god's blessing so can you tell me what it takes and i want to answer that question today uh, because this resonates with me I, I i'm not interested in casual christianity I, i'm not just interested in just checking a box and say hey I, I came to church or i read my bible or uh, i i did this and so i'm done and not see the power the experience of god in my life and I decided long ago that I'm not, I'm not going to waste my life anymore. Every day I'm going closer to the last day of my life. And there is, not, there is no do-over. You can't do yesterday, today. You can do last year, yesterday. And so I've decided I'm no longer going to waste my life. I challenge you not to settle for less. Not to settle for second best. <laughs> I, I challenge you as we are... I've stepped into a new year to desire God's blessing upon your life and your family more than anything else. So it has been the quest of my life, and I studied and I asked the Holy Spirit to open my eyes with a very, very simple question. What does it take to be blessed by God? What does it take to really experience the blessing of God in a significant way? You see, God is going to do his part, but he wants us to come along and do our part. What he's given us, he wants us to what? bring it to the table. He's told you some things to do. He wants you to what? exercise your faith through your obedience in God, and God will show up. He will do the big work. He will do the miracle. He will do the breakthrough, but there are some things that you need to do. So what are the things that God wants us to do so that we will experience his big blessing? And the Lord revealed this to me. It's in a very simple portion of scripture, the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew 6.13. Read this with me. He says what? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and there are three things in here that god says hey this is the catalyst for greater blessing for the life of significance they have i've, I've underlined them as what kingdom power and glory say that with me kingdom power and glory one more time kingdom power and glory and god says these are the keys that unlocks the blessing of God. If you really want God's blessing on your life, you got to do these three things. What are these three things? Number one, you must seek God's kingdom. You must depend on God's power. You must live for God's glory. Seek God's kingdom. Depend on God's power. Live for his glory. 
He says, if you do that, all other things shall be added unto you. It's not hard. He's giving you the ability, the resources, the spirit. He's giving you the testimony, the evidence, what he can do and what he's moved in your heart to do. Are you going to do it or, or are you just going to live in disobedience and expect God to do the big things when you can do the little easy things? Seek my kingdom, depend on my power, live on my glory. So let's, 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 uh, let's drill down. Let's unpack it. Right, right. So here's what happens. For us to be mightily blessed by God, God blesses people who would seek his kingdom. Say that with me. God blesses people who does what? Seek his kingdom. One more time. God blesses people who seeks his kingdom. Now, it, what does it mean to seek God's kingdom? It means this, that I must make God's agenda my agenda. I must make God's plans my plans. This is not about asking God to bless your plans because most of your plans will not come to pass. It is saying, God, I want you to help me be part of what you are blessing. <laughs> God says, if you ask anything according to my will, it shall be done. It's saying, God, I don't want you to bless what I'm doing because many times what I want to do will not take me anywhere. But I want you to help me do what you are blessing. What you have decreed and declared that you're going to bless. What is already in motion? What is it that you've shown that, hey, hey, I bless these people because of what they did, because of what I said in my word. If you do it, you also will get that blessing. It is caring for what God cares about. And God says, if you do that, then you are seeking my kingdom first. And in all other things, he says, I will add that to you. Now, a major part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 7, is a summary of what Jesus told us in the gospel. The whole gospel is summed up in Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7. And Matthew 6, a good chunk of that, 32 verses are all about worry. He says, these are the things that you're going to be worried about. He says, as humans, he says, we worry about our future. We worry about our happiness. We worry about our health. We worry about our security. We worry about our relationships. We worry about money. We worry about what clothes we're going to wear, what food we're going to eat, what we're going to drink. And he itemizes all these things. And it says, all these things, you won't really have to worry about them if you put me first. Because I will take care of them for you. And he concludes that message with this. Well, look at, look at this. Matthew 6, 33. A famous portion of scripture. Hopefully you know that it says what? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. What are all these things? The things that he talked about in, 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 in the 32 verses before he got to verse 33. Which is your happiness, your health, your relationships, your career, your family. Your clothes, your future, your destiny, everything that concerns you. He says, all these things that normally you will worry about it, you won't have to worry about it if you seek my kingdom first. If you care about what I care about. If you make my agenda your ag agenda. If you do what I say you should do, you won't have to worry about all these things because I've got you covered. 
I've got you covered. I like what it says in the living Bible. The living Bible, same verse. Here's how it translates it. It says what? He, God, will give them to you if you give him what? First place in your life and live as he wants you to. If you give God first place, if you make God the priority of your life, if you seek his kingdom first, it says what? God will give them what the, all these things to you. So just like Jesus told them to lift that stone, he says, I'm going to do the miracle. You cannot raise the dead to come to life. You can heal a broken body, a broken life. I'll do that, but here's what you need to do. You can lift the stone off. There are people right here who can do that. You do that. Organize yourself and lift the stone off and watch what I'm going to do. So he says, if you will do this, if, that word if is your part, my part. He says, if you will give God first place in your life, then I'm going to take care of everything. Other than that, you're going to be worried about your finances, your health, your family, your future, your destiny. You're going to be worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, your finances, your job. You're going to be stacked, worried about all of them because you can handle them. You can handle them. But what you can do is put God first. If you want, if you choose, you do, listen, you can choose not to do that. And you're going to miss out on the other stuff. And so God says that if you put me first in life, I will give you 100% coverage. There is no insurance in the world that gives you 100% coverage. Every insurance policy has, well, here are all the things we can do. And there are a bunch of stuff that it's not going to cover. Well, we, well, I mean, we all know that, right? <laughs> but, but God says, I'll give you 100% coverage. If you seek my kingdom, which is my priorities, my goals, my agenda for your life, you won't have to worry about anything else. And so here's the first secret of God's blessing upon your life. First secret is this. is what? Whatever I want God to bless, I must put him first place in. Right? So when you say, I'm waiting on God, God say, no, 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 no. I'm waiting on you. And we know who? You. Whatever I want God to bless, I must give him. If I want God to bless my family, I've got to, whatever I do in that family, in that home, it's got to be what God centered. If I want God to bless my career, even on the job, even though I may hate my job, my co workers, when I'm on the job, I'm doing it what? For the glory of Almighty God. No matter what it is, whatever I want God to bless, I place him first. Now, I know that you didn't want to wait the whole day, the whole week to find out. What are some of the things that I've got to place God first? And let me give you the hard ones. There are some easy ones, and there are some ones ones that you have to be intentional about them. So I put them in. I put them in what in in acrostic first. F I R S T. So the first is this, right? Now we all want God to bless our finances, right? If you want God to bless your finances, <laughs> I can't say it any clearer than this: that you must tight. Now, what it means to tithe is that you give God 10% back to God. And why does God say that? Well, it's not that God needs your money, but your money is the summation, is the summary of what? Your skills, your ability, your strength, your time, right? your goal, your purpose to get ahead in life. Everything that God has given you translates into what? Money. And when you give the first part of that, God says, you are honoring me. He says, I want you to make me first in your life by whatever I give you, dedicate a tent to my courses, to my work. Now, you and I should not be asking God to bless our finances if we're not willing to put him first in the area of our finances. 
It says, when you seek me first, all other things shall be added unto you. I, I, I've got to tell you that this is an area where my wife, Miller, and I have no argument in this area. I mean, if anybody is going to get paid first, God does first. If we're going to stay in debt, it will not be in debt to God. God has been first in my finances, and that's one of the key reasons why God has blessed us financially, and he'll continue to bless us far beyond our imagination. Look at what God says. Look at what says. F finances, what? Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the what? First and best part of all your income, then your bonds will be full and your vats will overflow. How many will want the blessing of God's full and overflow blessing in your finances? Full and overflow. It says full and overflow. Then here's what you've got to do. You've got to honor God with the first and the best part. And the first and the best, he's chosen 10%. He says, if I give you a dollar, how about 10 cents? If I give you $100, how about $10? If I give you $1,000, how about $100? If I give you $10,000, how about $1,000? Now, if you're not giving God $10 out of $1,000, how do you expect God to give you $10 million? You're not going to bring, bring $100,000 out of $10 million to Almighty God. You won't. You're not going to do that. If you're not giving God a dollar out of every ten dollars, ten dollars out of every hundred dollars, you're not going to do that. And God says, it's that discipline. Honor the Lord with your world, with the first and best part of all your income. Then your, your glory to God. You're going to be living richer on that 90 percent than most people, even the people who are, who are writing your paycheck because what you're seeking God first. Now, secondly, also, God says, if you seek me first, then all other things shall be added to you. The, 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 the I is what? Your interests. So God just doesn't want to be first in your finances. God wants to be first in your interests, which is your interests, your career, your recreation, your hobbies, anything that you are interested in. It means you give God first consideration in every decision that you make, even in your recreation, the things that you want to do to relax and have fun in. Is this going to honor God? You ask yourself, what would God want me to do in this situation? You put God first in your interest. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. It says, whatever you do, do everything to what? The glory of God. And if you're doing things to the glory of God, what's God going to do to you? His glory will shine on you. When God's glory shines on you, guess what? You're blessed. Whatever you do, everything, all your interests, do everything. You say, well, th this, this doesn't count. I'll go to church and I'll be fine. He says, you just missed out. Everything includes what? <laughs> Glory to Almighty God. So first, your finances. Next, your interests. Also, what? Your relationships. The R part is what? Your relationships. Your marriage, your partnership the relationship with your kids and your family, your business partnerships, if you're in business, your co-workers, your boss, in all your people interaction. God says, I want you to keep me first. Now, hear this. The safest place for a wife to be is, is, to, be, is to be number two in a husband's heart, right after God. The safest place for a husband to be is to be number two in a husband's heart, right after God. Because if God is first in your heart, guess what? You treat people right. <laughs> oh, 
you know what? The, uh, uh, a lot of marriage problems come simply because of this simple reason that we expect our spouse to meet needs that only God can meet. So I'm going to marry this man and he's going to take care of me. But guess what? Sir, stop taking care of her for one day and you're going to see who this person really is. They came in the marriage thinking that I'm, you're going to meet my needs. And you can meet your own needs. No human being can meet your needs. And so guess what? That is so unjustified. That is so not, not right. Nobody can meet your needs. All your needs except Almighty God. Act like you are broke for one week and watch what they're going to do. Act like you don't have a job for one month and guess what? How they're going to treat you. Right? Just let them know that, you know what? This house here is on foreclosure. Guess what's going to happen if they're going to stay around you? If they're only in it for the money, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to stick around. But if God is first in your life, you treat people right. Because whatever you do, you do in the world. Ask unto the Lord. Look at what the Bible says. It says, keep me first in your relationship and all other things shall be added unto you. And amazing the portion of scripture in Ecclesiastes 4.12. It says what? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. He says, hey, three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Well, who's the third person is God it says tie God around your relationship and it will not be easily broken now those of you who know how to plate, plate head do braids you know what's going to happen a two braid isn't going to last long but if you do a three braid it will last a lot longer and God is saying tie me around your relationship in all your in your relationship with your kids your husband your wife your family on the job in your church between you and your past everything you do tie God around that and you will be prosperous keep God first in all your relationships and it says you're going to be mightily blessed by God because when you close one door, you open it. You're looking to God for your breakthrough. And God will pick and choose the people you use to bless you. So my friends, to put God first in every area of your life, F, your finances, I, your interest, or your relationship. This is what you're scared to well. You're what? You're scared to well. Look at what the Bible says. Abraham says, this, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Wisdom is knowing the right thing and then having the power, the ability, the sensibility to do it. And how does he say he do, he do that? He says, what, satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. So you keep God first in your schedule and it begins the first, the first, the first moment of your waking up. Before you talk to anybody else, you talk to God. Say, so God, I just want to thank you for waking me up today. I mean, is my heart breathing? Thank you, God. Can I move my limbs? Thank you, God. Is my voice still going? Thank you, God. My eyes, is it still happening? Thank you. Can I see around me? Thank you, God. I say, God, good morning, Jesus. Because when I went to sleep, you watched over me. Scientists will tell you the miracle of waking up a human being. Waking up a human being is miraculous. It is miraculous. Watch what happens. Watch what happens when somebody cannot breathe on their own. The kind of machines they have to put upon them. They are injecting them, pumping chemicals into them, beating their body. Watch it. This is chaotic. Go to the emergency room and find what they do to try to wake up a body. And many times it doesn't happen. 
But you just go to sleep, your body shuts down, all your faculties are shut down, and all of a sudden, bam, it comes right back up. It's a miracle. And so you start each morning and say, God, I thank you. You woke me up today. A quarter million people die every night, every day. These are young people, old people, male, female, black people, brown people, white people. These are people who have every walk of life. People who are in the middle of doing something amazing, who have great things to do. Others who have nowhere to go and are bored to their brains, their life. People from all walks, all backgrounds die a quarter million people every single day. If God wakes you up, it's a miracle and you've got to start giving God first place in your schedule. You say, God, I want to thank you. You've woken me up this morning because you have a plan for my life. And so today I surrender my day to you. Help me to do your will. Show me where to go, what I need to do. I'm sorry for the things that I should have done I didn't done. Now equip me to do those things. What is it you want me to do? Provide for my needs. Forgive me of my sins. Help me, God, to accomplish your purpose. I need you in my life, or without you I can do nothing. And you dedicate your day to God. Teach us to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love. So you start by giving God the first part of every day. And what? You start also by giving God the first part of every week. And some of you are here at the start of a brand new week. This is the Lord's day. It's a good thing. Right? If you don't come to church, it's got to be a good reason why you don't come to church. But if you can, be here in the house of the Lord. Why? As a dedication. It's a, it's a testimony. It's, a, it's, an, it's an evidence, a statement that God, I'm giving you first part of my week. So seek God first, he tells us. Right? Give him first place, and it says all things shall be added to you. What are some key areas? My finances, my interests, my relationships, my schedule. Last is also what my trouble. Now, most people run away from God when bad things happen, right? And they'll come to church when good things happen. Oh, I want to have a Thanksgiving service for what the Lord has done. Yes, come. We'll do a Thanksgiving service. But when you're in trouble, that's when you end up come to the house of the Lord, right? You have to turn to God immediately, immediately when things are rough. Turn to God. Wherever you are, stop. Wherever you are, your car fails, you call on God. Your marriage is not working. Your health is not working. Your finances is not working. Your job is not working. You turn to God. Call on God. And God says, we should give him first place when we are, we are going through troubles. Look at this amazing portion of scripture. Psalm 50 verse 15 says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. How will God deliver you and honor you by calling on him in the day of trouble? So if God is first really in your finances, in your interest, in your relationship, in your schedule, in your trouble, if it's really first, God is saying, hey, all of that shall be added unto you. Other than that, it's all lip service. And guess what? You can fool me. You can fake others. You can fake it yourself. But you cannot fool Almighty God. He sees all things. He knows all things. And it says, I will take care of all your needs, and you won't have to worry about anything else if you seek me first. For thine is the kingdom. Seek God's kingdom, his purpose, his agenda. Next is what? Thine is the power. So the second area, God says, listen, I will bless you if you do these things. It's what God blesses people who are depend on his power. Say that again with me. God blesses people who are depend on his power. When you depend on God, God will give you his strength. 
Now, as human beings, our, our strength grows weaker. Just look at you and I. We've grown older, and we? Well, we, we, you look so pretty grown, grown old. <laughs> old age looks good on you. But you're not growing any younger. I mean, you can tell yourself, hey, I'm growing any younger, and we, we, we try to light ourselves. 40 is now the 30. It's the new 30. 50, and we keep changing it. 50 is the new 25. When we get to 60, 60 is the new 35. No, you're 60 years old. You know, your body's telling you you're You know, when you look yourself in the mirror, you're not the same. Right? I mean, your eyes are getting a little weaker. Your hearing is a little getting off. Your teeth is not as strong as it is. You know it, right? Yeah. When they check your blood pressure and your medical report, it's not as, as though you were a teenager. But God is saying, hey, if you depend on my power, even in your old age, I'll give you strength to carry out the reason why I've still left you here. How many of you believe that there are still blessings to be done, still victories to be won, still breakthroughs to be had? The best, the best days of your life are not behind you by in front of you. And it says that if you depend on my power, I will, I will bless you. Look at this amazing portion of scripture in Psalm 84 verse 5. Keep that in mind. It says, you God bless all who depend on you for their strength. For thine is the kingdom and thine is the power. If you depend on God's power, God says, I'm going to bless you. And here's why. Because God does not bless self-sufficient people. If you figure it out that you figured everything about your life, you have plan A, plan B, plan C. These are all your, this is all your checklist. You're going through those checklists. You're going to run out of options. Well, you figure it out by now, right? You figure it out by now. So many things that you try to do on your own self. You've been trying to kick the door down. You've been trying to muzzle your way through, connive. You've been trying to do things on your own. And Ed, how is that working out? You may have temporal success, but it's never lasting success. Why? Because God blesses all who what? depend on him for the astronaut. God did not create you here to be your own God. Without God, you can do nothing. Listen, I should raise both hands up. The, the greatest victories of my life hasn't happened because of my sensibility, my wisdom, my strength, my power, my job, my paycheck, or my sphere of contact. People I know. God has done it miraculously. The greatest testimony I have, I'm speaking here today. I'm not supposed to speak. 14 years of my life, I had a speech impediment. How did that happen? It wasn't through medication. It wasn't through science. It was the power of Almighty God. Great things that have happened to me came from Almighty God. I will check that box every single time. Listen, I keep a prayer list on my, on, on my app and it's, it's God's dealings with my Kofi prayer. Pages and pages of great things that only God himself is the reason why it happened in my life. God blesses all who depend on him for their strength. Listen, let me save you a lot of headache and trouble and problems and hardships and failure in your life if you're trying to do 2023 all by yourself. Do life with God. Do your marriage with God. Do your finances with God. Do your health with God. Do life with God. 
God spoke to Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, to tell his people in a desperate time. I mean, they were in bondage, in slavery. The temple had been burned up. They were on the siege. And here's what God told Jeremiah to tell them. Lamentations 3, 25. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. The Lord is good to who? To who? Those who depend on him and those who search, those who are seeking God, seeking God's strength, seeking God's purpose, Seeking God's power, seeking God's protection, seeking God's presence. Those who are seeking God and depending on him. Today, are you depending on Almighty God? He says, God's going to be good to you. So God blesses those who depend on him. And that takes faith, doesn't it? An example is Abraham. God tells Abraham at the prime of his life, he was very wealthy to pack up leave a bunch of stuff that he can't take, go to a land that God's going to show him. God didn't tell him where to go. <laughs> he says, God, it is you who gave me this. If you want me to go, I'm going to go. I don't agree with that, but here I come. I'm going. Where? Keep going. And when he reached there, <laughs> the promised land, he had to live in tents. Not only his life, but his, his children had to live in tents. Isaac and his grandchildren had to live in tents as strangers. Guess what? He was living confidently, waiting for the promise to come. And the Bible says that he was waiting on God, who was the designer and the builder of things. Hebrews 11 8. God, the designer and the builder of things, he was confidently waiting for him. Now, we know today that Abraham is the father of all faith, the father of all nations. Why? Because he trusted in God. And we see the blessings that he had, right? Faith comes through his faith. Faith in God because one man says, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to break away from my past. God says, I'm going to bless you. And we are also called children of Abraham, not because he gave birth to us, but children of Abraham as in the same faith that he has in Almighty God. We bear that same faith. Look at this amazing portion of scripture in Galatians 3 9. It says, All who put their faith in Christ do what? Share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. He says, If you're going to depend on God, depend on God the way Abraham did. Are you doing that today? Or as for you, it's like, Come see, come sir. If I can see, then I can believe. It's seeing is believing all. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it when everyone's watching, but when no one's watching, then, then all bets are off. That's not what Abraham did. Abraham left his neighbors and went where God wanted him to go. He says, have that same kind of faith. Abraham stayed longer, not only his lifetime, but three generations for that blessing to come through. Are you waiting on God when, even when you don't see the blessing? Abraham sacrificed his son when he didn't understand it because God told him to. Are you ready to sacrifice your time, your money, your energy, your interest, even your fame, even your friends? Those fake friends that you think are on your side. Are you ready if they want to walk away from you because you trust in God? You say, okay, I love you all. I'm here if you still want me. Well, as for you, it's all about pleasing people. He says to have the same blessing, that kind of great blessing, uncommon blessing, oh, glory to God, that, that rolling of a blessing that Abraham had. You've you got to share the same. You've got to have the faith in God that Abraham has. All who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. 
So here's the second secret to be blessed by God. Here's the second secret. Read that with me. Is what, what? The more I depend on God, the more God will what? Bless me. I told you about this. Jesus was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. He says, I'm waiting for you to depend on me by what? Moving the stone away. The sooner you move the stone away, the sooner you're going to get your friend and your brother back, Lazarus. But if you want to debate on it, it's up to you. I'm, I'm waiting on you. Hello? The more you depend on God, you trust in God, you live in faith to Almighty God, the more God is going to do what? Bless you. So if I want God's blessing upon my life first, what am I see God's kingdom first, his priority first, his agenda first, just my, my finances, my interests, my relationship, my schedule, my, my trouble. It just encompasses everything about my life. Secondly, also what I must what, depend on God's power. God blesses people who are live for his glory. And listen, you've got to decide who's going to get credit in your life. <laughs> Is it you, somebody else, or who? God. You got to live your life for the glory of God if you want to see God's blessing upon your life. But look at what the Bible tells us. I love this portion of scripture. It says, He got what? Bless everyone who honors him, <laughs> the great and the small. It's amazing that when God really quantifies this stuff, He says, You are part of this. In that equation, it says anyone, everyone, everyone who honors God. Now, God could have just stopped right there. But it says, let me call. If you think that, oh, I don't mind. Oh, it's not going to happen to me. Oh, look at all my plus. Look at my plus. He said, no, 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 no. Everybody. When I say everybody, I mean everybody. I will bless everyone who honors me. So the qualifier is not your race, your age, your background, your experiences, your past. The qualifier is not your mistakes. The qualifier is not anything about you. It is what? Your dependence on God. Anyone who honors God. Anyone who lives for the glory of God. Anyone whose life to be a testimony. Anyone who wants to make God famous in their life. He says what? I'm going to what? Bless you. Don't count yourself out of God's big blessing. Now, how do you do that? How do you honor God? Well, one way, one big way you honor God is this, is what? Is what? It's by living for God's glory. Now, there are hundreds of ways to live for God's glory. Let me give you one in the interest of time. One big one that sort of encompasses all. One way to live for God's glory is this. One way to live for God's glory is for using my abilities to help other people. One more time. Using what? You know, society has created blood banks and what? Food banks. And mostly it doesn't benefit the people who give to this. So you go in and they take your blood and they pull the plasma out of your blood. They pull all the nutrients out of your blood and they store it. Why? So that somebody who needs it will readily have it. That the people who are given are given to benefit others. Food banks, where did it come from? It's like, uh, as people give so that the needy can be what? Helped. So if you think, oh, look at all these things I can get for free. No, no, you're getting for free because somebody gave. And, and that's how God has created the world. And, 
And the people who are receiving the blood because they really need those nutrients in their blood, the blood is getting weak and they need that they had an accident and something's off, or people who don't have food to eat, you know, so forth. So, and they're receiving these things. Guess what? Wow, look at food that I've eaten, I'm gotten that I didn't pay for it. Look at clothes I'm wearing, I didn't pay for it. Look at nutrition I'm having. What, what happened? It says they may not be glorifying God themselves, or, be, or they may or may not, but what glory goes to Almighty God because you have acted as an agent of God to give to help others. You're using your talents, your abilities, your gifts, and the blessing of God to be able to help. And that's how God has wired life. So we honor God by doing this. Look at this amazing portion of scripture in 1 Peter chapter 4. Note this. He says what? God has given each of you somewhat special. Stop right there. Tell somebody God has given you special abilities. Do you realize that? You're not a mistake. You are not a, God has given you what? Special abilities. There are some things that you can do better than anyone in your lifetime or anyone who's ever lived or will ever live in life. It's a special ability that God gave you. So what should I do with this special bit? Hoard it, let people brag on me, brag on myself, look at how great I am. No, 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 no. God has given you some special abilities. What? Be sure to use them to do what? Help each other so that God will be glorified. And God says, look, I'm, I've, I'm giving you some special, don't hoard it to yourself. Now, you are going to be blessed by what using your abilities, use them to what help others. Enjoy some of that, but don't be Armstrong, don't be tight fisted, don't be selfish. Use that to help other people so that God will be glorified. And when God gets glorified, blessings come down. The people that God allows, the people who allows God to use them are mighty blessed by God. Everyone that God uses, God, God blesses them. Use your abilities, use your opportunities, use the wisdom, use the access, use the health, use the breakthrough, use the wisdom you have. Use that to bless others, to help others so that God will be glorified. And God wired you to be a contribution to society. He wants to use you as his hand, his eyes, his feet, his voice, an extension of his grace to the world. God is not going to come down and bless you in person. He's going to use somebody to bless you. Same way he wants you to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. How did you get where you are? God used somebody to bless you. And so use God's special abilities, special a blessing to help other people and God gets glory out of that and when God gets glorified he blesses you more because he can count on you you're not selfish you're not a hoarder but you are generous your abilities were not given for your own benefit when you help others you get it back and so here's the third secret right or being blessed by God. He says, the more I help others, the more God helps me. Listen, some of you, the reason you are alive today is because you were generous. And God kept you alive when the enemy came to kill you. The reason you got out of that problem, that, that situation, is because of your generosity. The reason that your problems, others had less than that, a fraction of that, and they couldn't make it through it. But you are coming through it. Your children are coming through that. 
You are still standing today because of what? Because God could count on you to be what? Generous and faithful. And so the more you help others, the more God helps you. Amen. Let me share with you a scripture that ought to get into your heart in 2023. Look at this amazing portion of scripture. Let's read it together and let it sink in. It says what? The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others will be helped. Stop a minute. Who is the one who is abundantly blessed? Who? The one who blesses us. So who, who, who gets abundantly blessed? Come on, help me out, please, please. Let me help me end this message. Who, who gets abundantly blessed? The one who blesses others. How many of you want to get abundantly blessed? It says God's giving you special abilities, special gifts. He gave you more than you need. Why? So you can be a blessing to others. So that when you bless others, God, what? In turn, blesses you, what? Abundantly. You Some people think that I've got to be a super talented person to be used by God. I've got to be a very rich and famous person to be able to be used by God to help people. Just look at you. The people who are obedient to God. And God used them to bless you are just ordinary folks. Your neighbors, your friends, some of them your family members, some of them even strangers, your teachers in school, when you wanted to quit, they were there to help you out. People who directed you, showed you, some of them are not even in your life. But God used ordinary people, ordinary people to bring about blessing onto your life. And so God wants to use you and me, ordinary everyday people, to do simple acts of kindness, to extend a blessing to others. And God is waiting for us to do that because he has attached abundance. He has attached special blessing. He has attached help. Glory to Almighty God for you. As you are helping people, God is touching the hearts and minds of influential people to approve that loan for you, to give you that job that you may not have been qualified for, to open those opportunities. Glory to Almighty God. That store clerk out there to scan that special discount. Special discount. You're not a member of that store. Glory to God. But they put punch in a code so that you're going to get 20% of your groceries. Why? Because, because God moved upon your heart to waive those fees for you. Hello? Oh God, glory to Almighty God. Am I... Somebody gets charged an arm and a leg while they are buying something. You went and bought that car and they looked at you and says, what? We have a special deal going on today. We're going to give it to you. You just saved $5,000. You just saved $8,000. Glory to Almighty God. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And you don't have to be a genius. Glory to you. Don't cancel. God uses ordinary people, amen, to be a blessing to others. Why? So that God will bless them abundantly. And you are indeed in line for God's big blessing upon your life. So do you really want to be blessed by God? Three things. You must seek God's kingdom first. You must give God first priority in your life. And then, oh yes, whatever you do, live for the glory of Almighty God. Oh, pray with me. Jesus, 
I thank you that you are the builder and the designer of life. So today, my life belongs to you. I want you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Sounds so simple and yet so powerful. Help me to act on it. Oh God, bless me, Lord, and use me to be a blessing to others. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. What a great opportunity to um, recommit your life to God. If you haven't done that, oh, don't waste any time. Anyone in the sound of my voice, he has a great opportunity. He says, as many as believed in him, God gave them the power to be children of God. Uh, pray this simple prayer with me. Jesus, my life belongs to you. Today, I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Manage my life. Take control of every situation that concerns me. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.